Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell on the heels of Thanksgiving. How are you doing? Are you feeling stuffed like a bird? <laughs> I am. I am. We had a guest over who made the best mashed potatoes, and I am a huge mashed potato fan. So it was just, oh my gosh, it was truly delicious. Good, good. Yeah. You can't ever, well, you can't overdo mashed potatoes, but, mash, but you could have them a lot, I feel like, you know, like, like you can have a serving and then like, um, you know, for lunch and you can still have them again for dinner, right? <laughs> and then maybe the next day for lunch and dinner again. And maybe, you know. There were not, an, I, I polished them off. There were no leftover mashed potatoes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think he sort of didn't know, you know, what the crowd could handle because, you know, the kids, oh my gosh, because I don't cook Thanksgiving. It's one of the few dinners that I really opt out of and uh, out of making and so jack handled it and so jack does not really not take into consideration the fact that all three of our children are uh, vegetarians so he didn't there was so they had mashed potatoes and the green beans that i made oh and that was it yep oh okay no no rolls or anything or you know salad? i i am very opposed to rolls for thanksgiving I just, because of the, all the potato products, I don't see the need for another white carbohydrate. Yeah. Except for that. That's really good to like glop up everything at the end. Right. Like that's, that's what's helpful. I like is, you know, using it to kind of clean your plate. Yeah, no, that's, you know, I rub my turkey around on it and there's always mashed potatoes that can glob everything up. So yeah, I, know, I, I yeah, say, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm, oh, no. I'm a roll girl. <laughs> yeah. That's oh okay. no. And, and Molly's totally a roll person too. We have this discussion over miles and miles about, about rolls. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I'm um, speaking of miles and miles. You guys have a couple miles to run before the end of June, huh? <laughs> we do. We do. So um, so I kept that as a secret from you, Dimity, that I was considering not only running the Missoula Marathon, but but training by heart rate for it. So yes, decided that I am ready to hop on the marathon bandwagon. And I just hear such amazing things about Missoula and where the headline speakers there. And so I just... Yeah, it's going to be fun. And so many good things about... Well, so it's not going to be called Running by Heart Rate anymore. It's going to be called Heart and Soul. I know. Uh, and the Train I know. Like a Mother Club. So we mm -hmm. are rebranding that at the beginning. We're rebranding it um, just to give it a little bit more of a, you know, a more... Uh, approachable feel because mm -hmm. um, you know I mean a lot of people train by heart rate already <laughs> um, without really even knowing it when you have like different you know if you think about the different gears you have and when you push yourself really hard and when you go easy and mm -hmm. um, and uh, and the coaches are just so approachable and um, hands-on and accommodating and encouraging so so that's the heart, the, the heart part is the technical part and the soul part is, is the coaches. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but, but spelled cleverly S O L E. So I like it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Uh, being able to train with coach Jen and Liz was a big part of the appeal. I mean, I love coach Amanda. I love her, love her, love her. And, um, but so, you know, I just kind of like the, um, sass and I don't know, I feel a certain kinship with coach Jen. I feel she's a little, um, um, She's got brash a bunk. And, yeah, brash in a good way, like I consider myself. So, <laughs> there <you> go. <laughs> yes. So anyway, so I don't know. Um, Molly and I are contemplating whether she'll run the half. She thinks maybe her knee wouldn't hold out for the full. And then also, is it too tough to have training buddies beyond the same heart rate? You know, be training by heart rate because what if our 
you know, level one isn't the same and all that stuff. So, well, yeah, I know that the the other thing that um, uh, coach Liz and Jen are is very um, flexible, right? A lot of, not a lot of times, but sometimes like just go run. It's not Mm -hmm. like you're going to mess something up if you are, you know, straying a beat or two out of your zone for, you know, or 10, you know, for one particular run. Like, so yeah. I think, um, I mean, you guys get such, so much enjoyment out of running together. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that you could probably make it work. Yeah. Yeah. And the one concern is that sometimes we get so amped up about what we're talking about and laughing so hard that suddenly our heart rate is, is higher just because of what well, we're talking to about. Well, that's consider for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It's like, wait, we're on flat ground and we're going really slowly yet our heart rates are high. It's like, oh, I guess we're talking about the latest podcast we're listening to. Uh, so anyway. All right. Well, let's jump into the questions. This one is from Paula in Bel Air, Michigan. Hi, Serendimity. This is Paula Piscopo from Bel Air, Michigan, and I'm looking for some advice around an ultra I want to run next summer. So this would be a trail 50K in August of 2020, and I'm wondering what kind of race, if any, I should do prior to it, Uh, maybe like a springtime one, so in May, Um, thinking a trail half marathon or maybe another full marathon. I have one, ran one other marathon in my life, and it was this past spring. So my concern is that if I do the full, I'll be kind of burnt out on all that long mileage. But if I just do the half, I might not have quite enough experience um, with endurance, especially with it being on the trail. So I look forward to hearing your answer. Uh, Thanks in advance. Love the show. All right. Well, it looks to me, Dim, like she's uh, met the first requirement, the first prereq of the uh, Tulane Club 50K checklist, which is to have completed a marathon road or trail within 12 months of starting program. So kudos to Paula for that one. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I sticking with that plan, I, I perused it while I was putting together the answers for this. And that, um, you know, there's that peak week, um, meaning the highest, as you know, Dim, you put them together, the, um, <laughs> the week that has the most, um, the juiciest training is um, that plan has a four and a half to five hour run on a Saturday and then a one to two hour run the next day which convinced me then that I don't want to do a 50K, but for people who do. Um, so it seemed to me based on that, that a trail marathon would be ideal for that weekend on the plan. But you know. um, Yeah, although a trail, I mean, it really depends upon how long. I mean, so there's a couple of things coming into this. Um, I mean, you definitely probably are not going to want to race so close to your 50K race mm. because racing brings out a whole different, even though you can say, oh, I'm going to go slow, I'm going to, you know, really be inside my own feed and not make, you know, make sure not to get too caught up in it. It's really hard not to do that. It's really, really hard. It's easier to say you're going to do, and then you get there and you're like, oh, I should be half faster than her. Oh, I should, you know, it happens quite easily um, to, to kind of race when you don't anticipate racing. The other thing is that um, if she's out, you know, gunning for this 50K, doing a trail marathon a couple weeks before the 50K kind of takes away from the grandeur of like, you know, going to a race, right. Um, and really making that her big race. So I would discourage her from, from doing a trail marathon prior to the 50 K. Um, I definitely think that she can race along the way to keep it interesting. Um, I don't think that it's 
it, I don't think that's vital though or mandatory by any stretch. I mean, the biggest key for Paula, and hopefully, you know, we would love to have you in the Train Like a Mother Club on the 50K program because it's a great, great program for people who are um, taking on their first 50K. Mm -hmm. um, it's really accessible. It's really, um, it, it's a really nice buildup. It's 24 weeks. So it gives you a lot of time to get ready and get used to becoming really nimble and fast on the trails. Um, and in those plan, plans, there isn't a race. There isn't like, you know, there isn't a halfway point where you jump on and see how your speed is. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that you can't do that, you know, but um, trail races are so different in that, you know, a 50K um, in the flats of say New Jersey versus a 50 K in, um, maybe, you know, some, some rugged part of Michigan or in Colorado, it's very different. So you have to kind of, you know, it's, it's not necessarily like, Oh, I'm going to go run a half marathon on the road and that'll get me ready for a trail half marathon. If that makes sense. Well, see, that's kind of what I thought part of Paula's question was getting to was whether she should do a race maybe a trail half marathon, or I was going to suggest maybe a, a 25 K trail race just so that she gets, um, she didn't mention which her, uh, one marathon is, but I don't, just because of there's way more road races than there are trail races. I thought that it would be a road race. So I thought maybe it was partly also asking not only should she have a race, but should she do a race on trail? So oh, I definitely think she should do a race on trail, you know, especially mm -hmm. if she has never done it before. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's something, there's a very different, um, rhythm to trail running as far as, um, or trail racing, I should say, in that you can get, um, you know, in a pack of people, um, mm. and you really need to make sure to kind of, um, give yourself space and get some space behind you, that kind of thing. So that, um, you're not, uh, it's, it's not like a road where you can bob and weave really easily, depending upon the width of the trail, of course. But, yeah. um, you know, so, so that is a new experience and you don't want that to happen on your first time when you're out for your 50K and you're like, whoa, I didn't want to be in this group that's so fast, but I don't know how to get out of here. Or, mm -hmm. gosh, I want to be a little bit faster. How do I get around this, this group that's a little, you know, um, mm -hmm. just kind of learning the manners of the trail. So, yeah, because also I think part of this not being all packed up together is that there's, you have to really watch your footing in a trail race, particularly Definitely. when there's other people around so that you don't want to get clipped by somebody. You don't want to clip somebody behind you. You want to make sure that you are able to be, like you said, be nimble and, you know, not as you get tired, your legs get tired. You don't want to be tripping over roots or rocks or divots or whatever. So you want to be like, oh, okay, I feel confident in the later stages of a race that I'm not just shuffling along. Because, yeah. You know, it's a, a very of different feeling when, when you're out by yourself on the trail, it's really easy to watch your footing, right? It's really mm -hmm. easy to, to pay attention to it. And, but then when you, when you're in a single file line, it's a very different feeling. So getting to a race before that, whether it's a 10 K or, you know, like you said, maybe a 25 K or, you know, it could be a 20, it doesn't really matter the distance so much as just time on the trails with other people to get mm -hmm. used to that feeling mm -hmm. um, and having it fit in with your training plan. I would not race, you know, any closer to that 50K than, gosh, eight weeks out or maybe even 10 weeks out. Um, again, just to give yourself enough time and, and really to hit, hit your peak weeks with enough energy and um, pep in your legs to feel like you're ready for your, for your big day. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And so, and then just a couple other things, you know, if she is, if she's not used to trail racing and if she is, then <laughs> all this advice is probably, um, not necessary, but that's okay. Um, obviously you want to do as many runs as you can on the trails as possible. Um, yeah. Paula, as you're getting ready, um, you know, when you get tired on your feet, that's when you're going to fall. 
right? Mm -hmm. When you're on a longer run, um, that's really when you have to get used to really thinking about picking up your feet, really thinking about where you are in space, walking if you need to. Um, and that's why those long runs so that, you know, that back-to-back -back run where you're doing five miles or five hours on Saturday and then maybe two hours on Sunday, that sandwich kind of run, that Sunday run is going to be kind of hard. <laughs> and that's the <laughs> point, right? It's because your legs are tired and that's going to help you kind of push over that you know, both neurologically and mentally, the feeling that you get when you're like, oh, this is rough. I don't want to keep going. So it's right. just a little practice in, in both those ways. Right, right. Digging around a little bit to find some um, pointers to give on this. I was intrigued. I had never thought of this, that when you are doing a lot of trail running, your legs feel, you experience fatigue differently than you do when you're on the road, that there's so much more impact when you're on the road, that, that the fatigue you feel in a longer, you know, the longer you go, it's more of a kind of dead leg, you know, sore quads, um, that type of heaviness. And, um, you know, it's from the impact and that on a trail, the kind of way, you know, you're the way, you know, you're getting fatigued is that you're not lifting your feet as much that you're kind of shuffling along and yet you won't have that, you know, kind of concrete block feeling in your quads that, I know I experience in the later miles of a marathon. On yeah, the yeah. The impact is much less. I mean, the thing about trails is that it really um, recruits your whole, you know, all your musculature, including all your ligaments and tendons, um, mm -hmm, much mm -hmm. more than the road does because it's a lot more stabilizing. And, you know, maybe you're landing on a rock that's at an angle. Maybe you're, mm -hmm. you know, stepping on a route that makes your toe lift up, whatever. I mean, there's just mm -hmm. a whole bunch more. Uh, I mean, it's not, not necessarily using more of your leg, but it's just using it in a different way. And mm -hmm. that, and that feels that, you know, gets to exhaustion in a different way than just the constant pound, pound, pounding on cement. Yeah. Yeah. That was intriguing to me. And it just kind of made me stop and think about that for a little bit. So I thought I'd throw that in there. All right. This question comes from Maya in Duluth, Minnesota. Hi, this is Maya from Duluth, Minnesota. And one of my, well, my first goal in 2020 is to qualify for the Boston Marathon at the Fargo Marathon. And my question today is about <laughs> training. Um, I'm planning on incorporating some running with a tire tied to a harness around my shoulders and waist. Um, I've heard that this can make you faster, along with maybe, I don't know, burning more calories and helping your core. And I'm just wondering if you guys um, have any experience with that or know if that helps um, with your speed or if you have any other tips for someone who's just going to turn 40 and get into a new age bracket this year, the two days before the Fargo Marathon. Um, thank you so much. And I love you guys. Bye. Well, so first of all, um, Maya is a badass, <laughs> but before we get to that, cause, um, you want to talk a little bit about the age requirements in Boston? Yeah. So I was from the question, what I heard was, was that Maya was saying that she was so excited cause she turns 42 days before the Fargo marathon. So then she was like, woohoo, get to move into a new category for Boston. But I wanted to make that clear to Maya and to other people because I just told someone what I'm about to say. I just told them recently and they're like, I had no idea. So what it is, is that your age for qualifying for Boston categories is your age you are going to be on the Boston you are planning to apply for and hopefully run. 
And so for me, my birthday's in March. So that's, you know, uh, a month and a couple, I don't know, six weeks before Boston ever is. And so that I was tricky and lucky in that I would qualify in a fall race almost 18 months before Boston. So I would be 18 months younger, but I'd be able to, I knew I would have, um, you know, I couldn't, okay, so let's say I'll put real names, numbers to it. In 2010, I qualified for the 2012 Boston Marathon. And so hmm. because it, the, your time's good for 18 months. And then I also knew I was going to have two birthdays before that oh, Boston so you Marathon. Oh, you wouldn't have applied to the 2011 Boston Marathon because, because it would have been, been old enough. Well, it actually, actually registration would have been closed because registration's in September and I was running in October. And okay. so, so I, I can't even, I don't even remember what, what age I was, but um, I guess I would have been aging up into the 45 age group, something. And so uh, I was, I was 43 and a half, I was 43 and seven months when I ran that time. And then, but I, it qualified me in the 45 to 49 age group because I would be 45 when I ran Boston. I think that's, um, probably the easiest thing about Boston <laughs> going, <laughs> you get a little bit of a, a little bit of a bubble to get in there. So yes, basically yes. Maya, if you're turning 40, I mean, you're still going to be in the 41 or 42 mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. you run Boston. Right. Um, right. But I just want, so I just wanted to throw that out there for people because, and I know that um, Penny who we had on, she was one of our 50 state people. We had her on two weeks ago on our regular podcast, and she she had figured out that math, and I th- believe she's 67 now, but because of the way when she's going to try to qualify and when her age, when her birthday is, she would be in the 70 age group. Oh, so, okay. Yes. So it is, it's very applicable to people, and it gives you a nice cushion because I know it sounds ridiculous, but in those 18 months <laughs> at a certain age, you do start to feel every yeah. one of well, those what, months. Yeah, yeah. That's what Grant used too. I think when he mm-hmm. turned 50. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not, I think it's, I definitely think it's, you know, if it's there, take advantage, right? Sure. Sure. So, um, so back to the tire tied as a harness. Well, over- back, <laughs> back to Maya who lives in Duluth who wants to <laughs> run in Fargo and pull a tire. Um, so as, as, uh, you know, I've heard a Bree, our old coach, Coach used to say, like, there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, what training works for me may not work for Maya, may not work for you, right? Mm-hmm. And so that I think it needs to be said that because because I mean there are a lot of um, CrossFit athletes that go and run a half marathon on very little mileage, but a lot of strength. Um, mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. are, you know, so it's not like, oh, don't do that. I would just say, what be very clear on why you're doing that, mm-hmm. and also be really, really clear on how to do it properly. I mean, that's, that's the thing that I just am like, dude, I just feel like something is going to wrench or your back is going to hurt or something. Right. Oh, I mean, I could just, I mean, listening to that, I go through and listen to the questions. I'm like, Oh, my lower back hurts. Just listening to that voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, she may have a CrossFit background or she may have a weightlifting background and in which case, you know, that's, you know, maybe this is something that you do a couple, you know, twice a week or something after a run to build lower body strength, but it has to be, I I just really want you to have some guidance on it and not just Mm -hmm. go do it because you saw um, somebody recommend it. Yeah, doing it on YouTube. (laughs) You and I are both like, it had to be on YouTube. (laughs) On YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And, And also, I mean, I love that you think, Dim, that 
that she would be doing it like, oh, maybe at the end of her long run, then she ties it on and then goes out and, you know, does this short run. Here, I was imagining her doing it for, you know, seven, eight miles. Oh, gosh, no, no, no. I think they, it's like, it's more like a 50 yard dash kind of thing. I would imagine, you know, it's more like, you know, strides, but strides with a tire. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You know, Um, it also just, gosh, it sounds so labor intensive, you know? And so then, I don't, I don't know. Well, I just think people like that. I mean, I, you know, that idea of really digging in and really working hard. I mean, you know, everybody works hard when they train for marathon. I don't want to, um, you know, undercut that, but I mean, there is that feeling of like, you know, just really, you know, pushing, pushing, grunting, groaning, like, and I get it, you know? So, I mean, again, like, but is that exactly applicable to running? I don't know. You know, so, <laughs> so there's some other ways to build speed. If, yes. if getting to Boston is, is really your utmost thing. I would probably stay away from the tire. Um, if that's, I mean, if you're injury prone, if you are, I don't know, I guess there's more proven ways to get to Boston (laughs) the tire. Um, so I mean, but, but strength is definitely a huge part of the equation and that's where she's right on, you know? So yes, they're definitely running workouts. You can do hills, you can do intervals, you can put race pace miles in, you can, you know, do a bunch of different stuff to get your feet ready and your body like physiologically ready to, to run that marathon at the speed you need to, but you've got to be strong and stable. And so mm-hmm. anything that you do has to be, has to have a nice serving of strength on top of it. Um, you know, so a lot of the, you know, all the train like a mother club programs have the train like a mother circuits built into them. There are six of them. They're 20 minutes a piece, the circuits, um, and they're hard, right? And that's, they're supposed to be hard and they're very running specific strength and they're very injury prevention strength. So, um, that's what I would personally focus on if, um, and then, yeah. and then, you know, that, that's what I would mean, because running training for a marathon takes so much time anyway, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you have time to do the tire or time to do yoga or whatever it is to kind of complement your training, great, but you got to get like the basics in, which are the miles and, the running specific strength. Yeah. The core work, the glutes, the hips, all that, all that good stuff. Yeah. 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 But I, I want to know, I mean, I want to end up, uh, you know, if, if, if you're listening, Maya, I want to know if you end up doing it and um, if and, so, we definitely need a photo on our, yeah, another mother yeah, on our Facebook page. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And who knows, maybe, maybe we have her make a YouTube video for us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I said more than get up, like having the chains and the tire and where are you storing that? And yeah. Oh, and then, then do you be like, honey, I'm home. Can you come help me put my tire on? <laughs> so, um, so, all right. So this final question is from Leah in Minnesota. Hi, this is Leah calling from Minnesota. I am a mother of three, um, six, nine and 12 years old. My question is, I have been running literally my entire life. Um, My dad was a runner, and he had us running from the beginning. So I ran my first 5K as a four-year-old, I think. And I have been running ever since through high school, through college. Not so much as a a busy mother. Um, I'm currently 42 years old, um, but I've continued, and I've run several marathons over the years, several half marathons. My question is, do you know the benefits or, um, I don't, um, what would be better at this point in my life? I've pulled up different, um, half marathon training plans. I don't think I can ever go back to a marathon, but, um, some of them that I used to use are all based on mileage. And now the ones that I seem to be finding are based on running on time. Um, and I just wondered, you know, 
at 42 years old, trying to keep myself going, trying to run well still, especially in the half marathon. Um, are, what are the pros and cons or what would you recommend for me? Um, thank you so much. Bye. Yes. Okay. Well, for starters, Leah, 42 is not old. It's nowhere near old. You, you child of, of a mother runner. Um, yeah. So, but you know what? She's been running for 38 years. So mm -hmm. that's probably feels, you know, I mean, that's mm -hmm. a long time to be running, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I feel that for the vast majority of 42 year old mother runners that, you know, they're just hitting their stride. Ba -boom, cha. So, um, you know, that I've, and yes, Leah has been running for close to four decades, but unless I feel unless an injury is really niggling at her or she has some recurring thing that keeps coming up, I feel that she should feel free to go for whatever goal or race she wants. But sure, sure. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a couple, I mean, you can go by mileage or time. Um, I mean, but the biggest thing is, I mean, obviously you're a very experienced runner and you know, you know, what you need to do to train for a race. Um, but I would just make sure that you're building, you know, a half marathon still deserves a lot of respect and consideration mm -hmm. training wise. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if you're coming off of a lot of marathons, um, you know, you need to still give that, give the training the time it deserves to, to run a solid 13.1. So, you know, not just hopping in, um, with four or five weeks to go knowing like, Oh, I, I've been running for four decades and, um, and I want to, you know, and I've done a bunch of marathons, so I should be okay. You'll mm -hmm. probably be okay, but it's probably not going to be the race you want it to be. Right, 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 right. So, and the, uh, I have spent a good amount of time looking at the soon to be heart and soul level two marathon plan. And that, um, that's the one I'm going to be using. You're going to go, oh, wow, Sarah, going right to level two. That's because <laughs> I, I had a call with coach Jen and that's what oh, you did. Okay. Yes, I all did. right. Good. Yes. Okay. And, um, so that, um, so all those, all those workouts are by time. And they so are all by time. Yes. And that's, and that's the reason why you do that is because, um, that really takes into account the umbrella of all the things that your heart rate takes into account, right. Which mm -hmm. is weather, which is, um, other stress in your life, which is, um, cumulative training fatigue, all this stuff. So that, you know, maybe one day, two hour run gets you 11 miles and maybe one day, um, say in zone two, and maybe one time in zone two, it gets you, you know, 13 and a half. Like you just never, I mean, it probably won't be that big of a span, but it, it can definitely be a span. And so mm -hmm. instead of being like, I must get to 13 uh -huh. miles, you know, and uh -huh. come hell or high water, knowing that, you know, maybe it's 90 degrees outside, maybe, you know, you haven't had been sleeping well, maybe, you know, X, Y, Z factor, mm -hmm. you're still getting what you need without putting your body under a crazy amount of stress. Yeah. 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 And also for runners who are maybe a little bit further back in the pack than I suspect Leah is that it, isn't it also so that they aren't running more than five hours on their longest training run, right? Yeah, definitely. For marathon. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Again, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, we're gonna, we don't want you on your feet for more than three, three, three and a half hours max for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So, but if you, so to answer your question, you can go by either. I would just, you know, stick to one or the other. Um, mm -hmm. And also, and, and also again, like follow a plan. It doesn't have to be a train like a mother one. Of course we love it, but, um, but, you know, make sure that you're getting in the miles and getting in the long runs um, incrementally and getting, you know, building up to race distance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. All righty. So 
call for questions. We would love some questions, particularly we got to put out the call again, Dimity, for the holiday themed ones. Did we, have we gotten any yet? So I, I didn't open all of the voicemails, but I, or voice messages, but I know we got one so far. So we, okay. Are, all right. Yes. We're one in. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Might be a short show, but that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you have a question um, running or holiday related, um, please call in at 470-BADASS1. That's 470-223-2771. Um, leave your first name and where you're calling from, keeping your message to about 90 seconds or less. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when I was putting the show together, I realized that this is our second show in a row where we've had all Midwestern callers. Represent. So, yes, yes. So we love Mother Runners from the Midwest, but we also love to see representation from other parts of the U.S. and beyond. So come on, Mother Runners. Here in the Pacific Northwest or the Mountain States, the Deep South, New England, the Mid-Atlantic, we know you are out there. Please call. And uh, also, please subscribe to the Another Mother Runner podcast and set it to auto-download. It means you never miss an episode. And we have a new bi-weekly show debuting on January 7, 2020, that we know you'll enjoy. Um, and having you subscribe also helps build our numbers. And the more listeners we have, the easier it is for us to keep producing this show. So keep the questions coming because we are here with lots of answers.